Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad Podcast, your destination for the latest in rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate, it's Dave Marini. What's up, Dave? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Hello, everybody. Before we get started today, make sure you drop down to the bottom of this video. You hit subscribe to our channel. You like the video. You leave a comment. We love hearing from you. You're, you and our community makes our community stronger. Nick, my friend, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Did you uh, did you get a fresh cut? What happened to your uh, to your locks? No, I, I'm just I'm just tied up. Oh, you're tied I got, up. I thought you looked like you got a haircut. No, and he, I, my hair is even crazier than usual. I got like some pirate pirate hair going on right now. I got it's like half regular hair, half dreadlocks. Yeah. It's just a it's a it's a mess right now. I'm bored and bored in the in the quarantines and the lockdowns. And yeah, buddies. So I'm just like I'm letting it go all Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to hang in the back there. A little man bun action going on. Yeah, it's, it's all there. It's 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 super long. Nice. Keep keep it going, <laughs> very, man. Very rock and roll. Very I rock. gave in and cut my hair, so you have to keep the the flame alive. That's it. I was I was talking to Victoria about how long I could get it. My wife, how long I could get it, and uh, she didn't seem uh, interested in how long I could get it at all. She yeah. was like, "Or you could cut it. Yeah. Or you could cut it. You know? <laughs> so, could we'll be long. We'll see how long. Hey, man, if it goes." You know, it'd be nice to have some. I got a wedding in in October, so we'll see how uh, how I look in October. You know, I might change yeah. it up. It's been it's been a while. I've had long hair for like almost two years, so like it might be nice to you know freshen it up and not get hair in my mouth when I'm singing songs. So it does feel liberating, man. I'm not gonna lie. When I got my hair cut a couple months ago, it was like as much as I loved having long hair, it was like a huge. Uh, it was a huge. Uh, like I was like liberated. When oh, I cut my sure. hair, it felt really good. All and yeah, energy, no hair in the mouth. That energy, you know? Oh, the hair in the mouth is the worst. That's the worst oh, part. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, we'll see how long it takes you to sell out on us and cut that hair. All right. It always grows back, man, at rapid speed. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It always comes back. Um, well, before we get to our opening act topics and our headline topics for this week, we got a couple of uh, sound check off the uh, top topics we want to talk about. Uh, if you go to the Rock uh, Squad channel right now, you can check out my Rock Albums ranked video for the Manic Street Preachers. Uh, their new cool. record comes out. It's their 14th studio record. It's called the Ultra Vivid Lament. It comes out this Friday. So I did a, a ranking of all 13 of their uh, their current studio records from 13 to 1. So if you want to check out my uh, my rankings, you can do that right now on the Rock Squad channel. Uh, some big releases this week too, Dave. Uh, coming out this week, Metallica, the 30th anniversary of the Black Album is out this week, as well as the Blacklist, which is their uh, which is their 53 song compilation that features all sorts of different artists doing uh, Metallica covers, uh, including Biffy Clyro, Royal Blood, Weezer's on there. Uh, the new Manix is out this Friday. The new Andrew WK album is out this Friday. God is partying. Yeah. God <laughs> which, is partying. Is that what it's called? God is partying. Yeah. Like, which uh, any of these excite you or? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like the Manic Street Preacher one's cool. Uh, Andrew WK. Andrew WK is one of those weird sleeper bands or group or artists for me where I wouldn't expect that I would like his records. And then I always end up liking a few songs off of whatever he puts out. So yeah, yeah they're all really cool. And like, it's, it's interesting to see who's putting out music right now. Like some people that have been a little bit quiet for a little bit and uh, it's awesome. Like I, yeah, I'm, down, I'm down for all of them. Yeah, for sure. I still love uh, Party Hard and She is Beautiful and a lot of those uh, early Andrew WK tracks, which are hard to believe. Those songs are like 20 years old, but they still sound awesome. The production on those songs oh, is yeah. killer. Yeah, man, they didn't skimp on that on those records at all. Like they, they knew what they were doing when they were putting those out. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you know what? Well, there is a record coming out that is being delayed, a record that we were really, really looking forward to, which is the new Don Broco album, Amazing Things. The band announced today that they're delaying the album a whole month. It was due to come out next Friday, September the 17th. Uh, but due to some vinyl delays, they're, uh, they're delaying the record until October 22nd. Um, which is actually the same day as the new Biffy album is coming out, which mm. we're we'll talking about in a little bit. So I, as, as, as kind of uh, disappointed as I am that they've uh, delayed the record, uh, getting a new Don Broco record and a new Biffy record on the same day, Dave, that's going to be pretty awesome. That's a rocking day. That's for sure. I, I'm a super, I, I, you sent me a message earlier about that. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's fantastic. That's like, you know doubling up i'll take it i'll take i'll take new music from those two bands any way i can get it i know for sure me too well well here's the question though out of the two records which one are you going to listen to first Ooh, you know that honestly i'm probably going to listen to the don broco first yeah because i've 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 been more invested in the pre-release of that one yeah and i'm interested to hear what isn't being included in singles Mm mm-hmm and uh, from from the last Biffy, I, I did love the last Biffy record, but I love the last Biffy record for different reasons than what I like the Don Broco for. I feel like Biffy's really coming into their own songwriting and like stuff like that. And I feel like uh, Don Broco is like experimenting more. So it's like I have like these two like, oh, you're you, Biffy's living up to all their potential and Don Broco's pushing the element or the limits to see what they can get away with. And totally. both excite so like I think the last the last 50 record um, had some of the best ballads that they've ever written, I think. So mm-hmm. if, if there's a progression in that or maybe they go back to more riff rocky stuff, I don't know. Either way, I'm a very happy camper, as I'm sure you are, that yeah. we'll have two new records to stop and play nonstop for the next uh, couple months. I know for sure going to be the soundtrack of our lives. And we watched the um, Don Broco live stream last week, the ultrasonic live stream. We watched it uh, here at my place. That was pretty awesome too. So that got me even more pumped for the new record. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That the live thing was amazing. Uh, we were watching it during a meeting that we were having about our band. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. And seeing those guys do anything, they're such good players, such good writers. Their new music is so fucking heavy, and it's so good. And it's such a step in the right direction from the more poppy, rocky, um, with elements of hard rock thrown in. Now it's like you know. This is, uh, you know, pits and circles and walls of death. Like it's, they're, they're really stepping it up in that regard. So yeah, super excited. I'm super excited. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get to the uh, opening act topics, we should also mention a big release coming out, which is our band fool's union. We just announced that our new single, our first single in uh, over a year uh, is called maniacs. We're putting it out on every streaming service on October the 1st. And we're, we're pretty excited about it. It's a song that Dave and I co-wrote together. Uh, it's a, it's got a little bit of a country kind of feel to it. I want to say for a little bit of it, it's a very punchy kind of rock song. It kind of has a little bit of a country esque stomp for a little bit. And then it breaks out into uh, a lot of riffs and a lot of jamming going on. So uh, we're pretty stoked about it. It was mixed by Gavin Brown, uh, who is, uh, who's produced bands like Billy talent and the trues and three days grace and mother mother. Uh, so we were very honored that he mixed our new track called maniacs. And uh, we're just stoked that it's finally coming out. We record, we started recording these songs uh, two years ago, Dave, in September, 2019 COVID obviously got a little bit in the way of us, uh, putting stuff out in the last year or so. So it's been a long time coming and we're super pumped for people to hear Maniacs. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm super excited. This, uh, this song has been a long time coming for us. 
And uh, it's, yeah, it's the first one where Gavin's mixing it. And uh, just to have somebody like that kind of behind us and helping us make things that we're doing even better. Uh, I know me and you talk about it all the time, how excited we are that that's, that's finally happening. We, we've been making music for a long time and we've worked with a lot of different producers and uh, a lot of different engineers. And you, you, you work with enough people, you realize the value that they bring to the table when you're, when you need it. And uh, we definitely are very grateful that we had somebody at that level that stepped in and was like, oh no, I can make this sound. I know what you guys are going for. And that's awesome. So yeah, we're super excited. Maniacs, it drops October 1st, 2021. Uh, there's a cool lyric video coming out shortly. Tons of fun things. And then hopefully shows in the new year if the COVID slows down. So yeah, yeah we're, we're, bu we're busy in the band world. It's just, uh, you know, not getting out and playing is, is killing us all, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I would love to go out and play a show. It's been two years since we played a show. We played the What the Fest uh, Festival in Brantford uh, two, uh, two years ago. That was the last show we played. And that's after 20 years of consistently gigging. Uh, pretty much, I, I think I... I have a database of all the shows that at least that we've played together. Obviously we've, you've played lots of shows with other bands as well. Um, but the, between us, there's at least 500 shows in the, on the list. So that's, that's uh, not a bad little record of like 20 years of playing music. And we've, we've played 500 shows in like five <laughs> different countries and we've traveled the globe and we've, you know, every it's, it's funny. Cause like, if you were, if it was 20 years ago, and uh, you were to say, oh, you guys are going to get to do all these cool things over the years. It would be very exciting. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it would actually like you would get the full experience if it was 20 years ago thinking about it. Like if I was if my old self, if I could go back, I would definitely tell the tell older or younger Dave to keep doing what he's doing. But I don't think it, I would ever get how music would be in 2021. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we waited our whole life to be able to, like when we started out playing music, the, the deal was we wanted to be able to make music. That, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like a million streams on Spotify. It wasn't any of that. It was, let's be able to just create and capture it and then release it for people. So it takes so long to get to that point when we started now, obviously, 20 years later, everything's a lot more fluid and we can make records in our house and in our garages, all that stuff. But we're super excited now that, you know, all, all the production that we've put into and learning and growing over the years has come together with these next batch of songs. And we have hotter songs that are going to come out, you know, down the line that we're super excited for. So for our band, for Tools Union, I think things are on the up and up and I can't wait to start playing shows. Yeah, me too, man. And our new single, yeah. Maniacs, comes out on October 1st, so make sure you check that out. But uh, let's talk some rock music news. Let's get to our opening act topics on this week's Rock Squad podcast, some of the hot topics happening right now in the world of rock music news. And the first one is the Nirvana Baby is suing the band or the remaining members of the band and some of their uh, some of their uh, music industry friends as well. Spencer Eldon, the now-grown man who is featured on the iconic cover for Nevermind with his baby wee-wee hanging out, uh, is now suing everyone involved in the album for or uh, alleged child pornography or child exploitation or something like that. It's, it's kind of weird saying he never gave permission. Uh, it was exploited by being photographed for the cover um, 30 years ago. So he's kind of 30 years late on this one. And the legal experts are calling the case frivolous, which is something I absolutely agree with because Dave, this thing is absolutely 
ridiculous. First of all, this guy a couple of years ago, I think he's done it twice already. He did anniversary photo shoots commemorating the Nevermind yeah. album cover. So he did yeah. it again uh, a couple of times, probably for, for some sort of amounts of money. And now he looks like he's looking for more money, or at least he hasn't been able to milk the situation enough uh, to make enough cash to satisfy himself. So I guess he's looking to take legal action for something so ridiculous uh, and I don't really think he has a leg to stand on legally. Neither of us are lawyers. I, I really don't know the intricacies of this whole situation. But from my own perspective as a music fan, this is absolutely ridiculous that this guy would come out 30 years later saying, hey, guys, you exploited me and now I want money for this album cover. He wants them to change the Nevermind album cover from what it was to something different i don't see how that's going to happen because it's already one of the most iconic album covers of all time um so what's your read on this situation dave well my personal feelings about the situation are fuck this guy <laughs> i want to capitalize on on this bullshit yeah. uh yeah the guy has been very uh very pro being the guy from the nevermind album his entire life he's capitalized he does fan fests he does comic cons he, he sells pictures with you with the picture for 60 bucks. The guy's been making, an, making a living off of this one thing that he did had no control over when he was a child. Yeah. Uh, you know, his parents allowed him to be, to take part in a photograph, uh, a, a piece of art. Um, to me, if it's in the vein of being art and it's not gratuitous and it's not in any way harming the child, other than the fact that he's floating in water. I don't know how that fills in, but uh, if it's if it's simply for art, we're going to start, you know, censoring art, like some of the greatest art of all time is naked ladies. And you know what I mean? Like, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Also, another point about this whole thing is um, there are side notes from Nirvana and the record label uh, where Nirvana, I've, I've seen them. Uh, I've seen some things pop up where uh, they have there. There's like a picture of the picture of the album cover. And there's side notes to the label. And one of the side notes is, uh, naked or not, leave it up to you. You know what I mean? Like in the thing, like yeah. where the band's happy either way. Like you can blur out the dick or leave the dick in or take it out altogether. So in that sense, so I think this guy should go jump off a bridge. I'm done, I don't care. <laughs> well, maybe not that, like, not that uh, severe, but. But like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like the, the legal thing, like if he is going to get any money, it's not going to be from the band. It's going to be from the label that paid the photographer to take the pictures and right. to do all that. So like Interscope is probably on, on the, uh, on the hook for something. If, if anything comes out of it, it's going to be an Interscope thing. It's not going to be the members or anything right. like that, especially having documented that the band was like, yeah, we're cool with it. But if there's any issues, we can get rid of the PP. So, you know, so, so now what's going to happen is they're going to start pressing them with no dick. So now the guy is going to be known as the baby with no dick from the Nevermind right. thing. I don't know, man. I would just shut my mouth and take pictures at FanFest and be happy that you're part of rock history. Yeah. Well, maybe he got hit by the, the pandemic and he couldn't go out there and do those things as much as he did in the past. So he's looking for other ways to make money. Yeah. It's just, it's so disingenuous and it's so transparent that what he's trying to do is just, uh, is try to get a, a payout from this whole uh, legal situation and it, it's just ridiculous that he's 30 years later that he's coming out and saying hey guys like well no i don't like the album cover even though it's been my whole identity my whole life i just don't uh, i don't want to be associated with it anymore and uh yeah he, he didn't have any control of it when the original uh, album cover was taken and maybe he should take it up with his parents instead of <laughs> instead of uh, the remaining members of nirvana 
Yeah, I take it back. I don't want him to jump off a bridge. I want him <laughs> to look in the mirror and I want him to like really look at himself. Yeah. You want him and to go through some sort of self-actualization. Absolutely. I don't think death or suicide is the answer, but I think he should definitely do some reflecting on, you know, how important his role was in the creation of probably one of the greatest rock records of all time. So like, I think you should shut, shut the fuck up, move on with your yeah. life, do the Comic-Cons. Nobody's buying this, this, mm-hmm. this thing you're trying to sell. Yeah. So yeah. Get, get out of here, man. Stop wasting people's time. What I can understand is uh, his reasoning when you, when you're on the cover of an album that still continues to sell millions of copies, like it's all, it's still one of the biggest selling cassettes of all time. Never mind. Like when you think about cassettes, there's not a lot of them that are continued to be, uh, to be um, manufactured on a large scale, but Nirvana's never mind is still one of the biggest selling cassettes ever. And then you think about the resurgence in vinyl sales and you think about uh, the, the deluxe editions and the different versions of Nevermind that have been released over the years. And this guy has seen zero of that. Yeah. Right. So I can understand his frustration, but at the same time um, it's like anything else kind of like in that situation where it's a photograph, uh, the photographer is hired for their work. They're hired to, for, you know, to they're paid out for the work that they did on the day. There might be some sort of residual involved, but for the most part, it's a work for hire thing. You're a work for hire baby and your parents, you know, they, they hired you out for a photo shoot when you were a little, little kid. They took a really small payout at the time because they didn't think that this uh, grunge band from Seattle would become as famous or as popular as they did. Um, and unfortunately, that's how it turned out. And uh, unfortunately, it's too late to do anything about it now. Sorry, dude. That's it, bro. Sorry. Move on. That's reality. All right, let's get to our next opening act topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast. And that is the Beatles have announced their Let It Be reissue in anticipation of Peter Jackson's upcoming Disney Plus documentary, Get Back, the uh, Fab Four, or the organization known as the, <laughs> the Fab Four. It's not like the four of them are like, hey, we're going to reissue coming out. I'm sure Paul and Ringo said something. Uh, they've announced an anniversary edition of the Let It Be album. The original LP is going to be remixed by Giles Martin, the son of their producer, George Martin, Sir George Martin. And That's the set's cool. going to include uh, 27 unreleased session recordings going to feature a never before released 14 track uh get back stereo mix which was an earlier version of the let it be record uh the set's going to be released in various different formats cd lp super deluxe formats going to come out on october the 15th um how, like how do are you excited for this dave like you're you're a pretty big beatles yeah. fan i wouldn't say you're as big a beatles fan as i am but uh absolutely not but no i'm totally <laughs> down i'm down with like I'm super stoked for the movie and like I think anytime you get these kind of these kind of re-releases where they're you know they're touching up things and using technology of today to make things sound better and translate better onto better systems and stuff it's good for everybody if you're yeah. a music fan and you like listening to your music loud and on big stereos or in your headphones it's always nice to have a reissue of classic records and uh, I think it's awesome to have Martin's son doing it I think yeah they're being they're being tasteful in it. I'm sure Paul and Ringo probably know nothing about the re-release, but uh, yeah. it's, you know, it is what it is. And signed uh, it in that logo. Yeah. And I think, it, it, you know, I, I was definitely expecting something that would go hand in hand with the, with the documentary and the, you know, the extra footage and the extra music. If you're a Beatles fan, who's not going to like it really? 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm, I'm already going to buy this thing because I've picked up all their other anniversary reissues that they did for Sgt. Peppers and Abbey Road and the White Album, which was one of my favorite reissues. The, the real cool thing about these reissues are the stereo mixes that Giles Martin does. Uh, they are a little bit of a revelation. I was actually listening to some of the Sgt. Pepper stereo mixes because obviously when you listen to the original versions, um, they're, they're very, they're mixed. It was mixed in the 60s. So things are very panned. So when you're yeah. listening to things in the headphones, you know, they've got the drums and the vocal and bass over here and everything's very very separate but these stereo mixes do a really great job of melding things together and making them uh, sound better for a more modern audience and that's really what these reissues do is uh, is allow new people to listen to it they need to the songs need to sonically stand up to other things that you're streaming on spotify or anything like that right you need them to stand out and you need to, them to be up to modern uh, sonic standards when it comes to uh, to the actual listening of these albums and the bonus features like the um, the unreleased tracks, I, I collect them because I, I like to have everything Beatles, even if it is just a, a different version of a song or a, a demo version or something like that. But there's nothing really new to get out of these things. The one thing that I really enjoyed from the White Album reissue was they released the um the Esher demos, which was the first time they ever released these demos that Paul, George, and John did at uh, Kinfounds, which was uh, George's house in 1968, which was like all the White Album songs before the album actually came out. So they're like all acoustic, kind of like somehow, sometimes like how we do demos, right? We'll do like acoustic yeah. demos of us just sitting around with acoustic guitars, just hashing out what the song sounds like. So that was really cool. Um, and there was some cool stuff on the Abbey Road stuff, uh, reissue, but otherwise there's not a really a lot new, but as a Beatles fan, even though I have, I think probably three or four copies of let it be already, I, I gotta have this new version too. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think we're going to be overwhelmed with, uh, visuals and stuff from the documentary that's coming out. So, you know, it is what it, it, it is going to be a great listen because it's in stereo. Uh, but also it's, uh, it's great that, you know, the, the doc's going to come out and we're probably going to see a lot of in like, you know, how the sausage is made kind of situations, with yeah. the which you don't, you get a little bit of through the years, but like, not like it's going to be after this documentary. So very excited to see what that, what that turns into. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, obviously the, uh, the whole thing behind let it be and get back was that that was the, the, the sessions where the Beatles essentially were breaking up and they broke up on camera. They came back and did they finished Let It Be. They did Abbey Road after that too. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's notorious for being the time when they were falling apart and that they were miserable. So the hope is that the Get Back uh, documentary presents them in a different light that maybe shows the sessions as being a little bit lighter and more enjoyable than we've seen in the past and like in the original Let It Be documentary. Uh, so we'll see about that. And when it comes to the Let It Be album itself, it's not my favorite Beatles album, but it's still got some really, really great tracks on it. Obviously, the title track, it's got Get Back, <laughs> The Long and Winding Road, Across the Universe, uh, yeah. Two of Us. Uh, there's so many great songs on that record. It's okay. It's still pretty good. Like, it's not, uh, again, when you, it's not Abbey Road. It's not the White Album. It's not Sgt. Peppers. It's not Revolver. Uh, it's not rubber soul. <laughs> it's not a hard day's night, but I agree. It's, it's somewhere in the middle to the bottom of uh, my Beatles rankings. Sure. I agree. One, one, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're looking forward to the new uh, Beatles. Let it be reissue. I'll definitely be picking that up. So it comes out 
on October the 15th. And then the Get Back documentary uh, airs on Disney Plus in uh, November around Thanksgiving weekend in the U.S. So let's get to, uh, oh no, we got uh, two more opening app topics on this week's Rock Squad podcast. The next one is that Biffy Claro, yes, uh, have announced a new album, The Myth of the Happily Ever After. Um, Scotland's favorite sons, one of our favorite bands, our, I, I would probably say the best rock band on the planet right now. Mon the Biff, Mon the Biff. Have announced a new reaction album to their 2020 opus, which was a celebration of endings, which was a great record. And this one uh, is going to be called The Myth of the Happily Ever After. It's going to feature 11 new Biffy tracks, including the new single, which was called Unknown Male One. Uh, which is six minutes long, six and a half minutes long. It's yeah. uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a grower for me. It's a little bit of an opus yeah. for Biffy. Um, what, did you hear this new single, Dave? Are you excited for this new record? Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like the single is kind of like two different songs. To be honest with you, I feel yeah. like it could have been like a track one, track two kind of situation where it's the start of the song and the end of the song are kind of in different veins. But yeah, I love it, man. I think I think they're really coming into their own. They they know what they do so well right now. The songwriting is so strong, so I'm super excited to hear like the other songs and the other singles that they they've decided to put out for this. And eleven songs, man, and like they just keep putting out music. So very very excited. I think it should be great. Yeah, the third year in a row that we're getting a new Biffy record. We had Balance and Not Symmetry in uh, 2019. We had a celebration of endings last year. We got this new record coming out um in uh, october same day as the new don broco record amazing thing so that's going to be a great day for rock and roll um but yeah you know we, we both hold biffy in the highest esteem we've seen them a bunch of times live in toronto which has always been incredible um we love all their tunes and the thing about it that i find so it's just when a band continues to release music on a regular basis i just find it uh, so enjoyable. I'm like, just, just give me more, more songs. And I know I'm going to love it. Uh, the new single, it, like I said, it's a little bit of a grower. I didn't love it right away. Um, but I, I, it's Biffy. So I love it when it gets heavy in the middle and it's still a really solid track. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, to uh to listening to this uh this new record and they've done companion albums before because for only revolutions they had the companion album which was lonely revolutions which had all the b-sides that was like another 17 16 or 17 tracks on top of the record when they did opposites they that was a double record so they already had that and then they did similarities on top of that so that was another 15 16 tracks uh then we did we had balance not symmetry we had ellipsis we had a celebration of endings. Now we have this new record, uh, the myth of the happily ever after. And it's just an embarrassment of riches. Uh, as a music fan, as a rock fan, a lot of my band, uh, my favorite bands are putting out records this fall. We have Don Broco, uh, third eye blinds, putting out a new record, manic street preachers, Biffy Clyro. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm in my glory, man. All my favorite bands are putting out new shit. You're humming, eh? Everything's yeah. coming up next. Everything's yeah, I know. It's perfect. And yeah, uh, the new, the new Biffy is going to be incredible. I have no doubt about that. Like I, that's the thing it's even though it was the same thing on a celebration of endings, they put out that uh, first single, which was instant history, which was a yeah. cool track, but it was very different for them. And a lot yeah. of people were panicking saying, let go Biffy's gone pop or they've lost their edge. Uh, and that was by no means true when you heard the full record. So, you yeah. know, that when you put it out, that it's going to be solid. Yeah, man, that, the last record was awesome. And I agree, yeah, the first single was like an odd choice, I thought, for them, especially since the album before, it was Wolves of Winter, which was like more in line with what they were doing at the time. But right. yeah, the last record was great. Uh, we've talked about how they have some of the best ballads that the band's ever written and some, some of the best pop rock songs they've ever written as well. So I'm super excited to hear like what, what comes out of this and 
you know, I'm, I'm fearful a little bit too, because we've been getting so much music that generally hiatuses come after this much music. Yeah. So it might be, you know, maybe we won't see something for a while. Maybe, maybe touring's on the agenda for the next probably three to four years. So who knows? We might not see something for maybe five years from now. So it's all, I'll take it while, while we're in the pandemic situation. I'll take all the great music we can get. Yeah, totally right on. So we're looking forward to the new Biffy Clyro record. It was, we knew that they were working on something. We didn't know it'd be coming so quickly. So the new record, the myth of the happily ever after comes out on October the 22nd, same day as Don Broco, amazing things. It's going to be awesome. So we're looking forward to that. We got one more opening at topic and that is Stereophonics have announced their new album. It's called Ucha. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Welsh rockers have announced their new albums can be released on March 4th. 2022 I, I think that's very strange I'll, I'll i'll say why in a minute but they uh released a new single called hanging on your hinges and uh, the singer of the band kelly jones says the band is returning to its pop rock roots after several albums of uh, more contemplative i would say kind of downer material on their last yeah. couple of records um and you, you know what dave i'm a huge stereophonics fan I've, I've followed them throughout their whole career so i've always really enjoyed what they've done uh but the last couple of records have really lacked an energy for me and i've i've hoped that they've gone back to some rock and roll uh vibes and this new single definitely brings that so hopefully that the whole record's going to be like that but this just rings so strange to me because again we're living in the period now we just said biffy clyro right they just announced their new album last week it's coming out in october that's a month away right so most bands nowadays it's not like it used to be where you would announce an album like eight months in advance and then it would come out like people the the release uh schedules are much much quicker nowadays so for stereophonics to announce that their new album is coming out in seven months uh seems kind of strange to me maybe they're still working on it but that seems very 90s or early 2000s to me where you really are you're gonna have a seven month lead up to a new album when other bands and other artists are literally releasing things on a dime it just seems so strange to me as much as i love the band yeah like you could have three releases by that time like what are you talking about more singles for sure but you know yeah yeah no i uh, i love uh i love stereophonics i've been a fan like since the dakota era and uh you know you know having like have a nice day and songs like like i love the pop songs that they write uh kelly's got an amazing voice it's they're they're a great They've been a great band. They've had their uh, ups and their downs and their tragedies. I do agree that the last two or three records have been pretty sleepery for me. Like, like I, I, I need, like, I'm an upbeat person. I need, I can't sit through 10, 11, 12 songs of drone and sadness and sorrow. You know, I need, yeah. the, I need the counter. I can't, I can't go through full records like that. So they, I haven't really been keeping up as much as I should. Uh, just because it just, you know, I haven't been clicking. But that being said, if he's saying that it's going back to their more pop rocky kind of, you know, pop band thing, I'm 100% behind it. I think that's what they do best. I think his voice is one of the best voices in rock and roll. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited, man. Like I said, like the Dakota era for me is um, is is the, the time that I got into that band. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've had a slew of drummers, tragic, tragically lost their drummer. Um, you know, I remember being at a, at a festival with you probably where their drummer was MIA and they had to, were you at that show? I don't think so, where? but I remember you guys telling me about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we went to a show and the drummer, you know, he obviously had his demons and uh, just couldn't make it to the show. So we ended up having a, an acoustic show from the stereophonics, which was cool in its own right, but, uh, they've definitely had their trials and tribulations and, and within that group. 
And if they've figured it, figured out some stuff and they're writing more, you know, upbeat rock and roll songs, then I'm 100% behind it. I think it's the best move they could have made. Yeah, I, I agree that that, um, yeah, they've had a lot of drummer changes. They've had a lot of member changes and things have kind of uh, evened out for them in the last couple of years, which is great. But for me, they're, they're very front loaded in their discography because um, to me, Dakota from uh, Language, Sex, Violence, Other was the name of the record. That was probably one of the last stereophonics records that I really, really loved. Um, yeah. And I, I was into them right from when they came out uh, in the late 90s because they were very uh, Oasis in their style. Yeah. So I was a huge Oasis fan, obviously. And um, and they reminded me of that. So that first record, Word Gets Around with songs like A Thousand Trees and Traffic oh, and then yeah. uh, Performance oh, yeah. and Cocktails and Jeep. And then um, they put out a record in 2003 called You Gotta Go There to Come Back, um, yeah. which is, uh, let me see, I got, I got it here. Let me pull it up. I got signed by the band too when uh, when we were at the edge. Um this is like this was the great album point for me. This album was like the best. Um and it's just like not that you know, I'm always the, the guy who's like I'm a proponent of um bands going on their journeys, right? Like I in some bands you you are kind of with them the whole way and then some bands you're not and you fall off the wagon a little bit from album to album. And with stereophonics, I'm getting to the point with them that I'm, I'm, I'm starting to fall off the wagon a little bit because they put out so many records that are good, but just not really what I'm looking for and doesn't really have the magic. And that's okay because they can do what they want. They go in their artistic direction. Sometimes you're with them. Sometimes you're not, but uh, I just wish I was with them a little bit more. So hopefully sure. this record keeps me interested a little bit more. Yeah. They're such strong songwriters. It's uh, it's, you know, like I'm just, I'm a little disappointed that the last couple of records haven't met that threshold that I, that I'm looking for from from rock bands because I like I respect them so much and they're such good songwriters and his voice is unbelievable like it's unmatched you know he's the you know the Rod Stewart oh he's so songs. good yeah Kelly Jones so yeah. it's you know so it's like yeah I'm I'm really hoping that everything turns around and uh, there's some tangible radio hits and like you know that's the stuff I like I like I like really solid singles and great great melodies so yeah fingers yeah. crossed man we'll let, we don't know we'll see what happens we'll find out in seven months which is still so bizarre yeah, to yeah. me that it would that they would announce an album that that far out it just seems so uh, it doesn't seem very modern at all so i guess yeah Fair we'll enough. be talking we'll be talking about the record in march okay so <laughs> we'll talk Hold then to your hat. <laughs> yeah we'll meet, meet you back here we'll talk about it then all right let's yeah, get yeah. to our headliner topic on this week's rock squad podcast and that is 60 days that changed rock uh, Dave, I was browsing on iTunes the other day when I, I came across this section called 60 Days That Changed Rock. So in the year 1991, Dave, which was 30 years ago, hard to believe, yeah. in the span Holy of 60 God. days, there were several huge rock albums that changed rock music forever, okay? So you had yeah. August 12th, you had the Black Album by Metallica. August 27th, you had Pearl Jam, 10. September 17th, you had Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. September 24th, you had Nirvana, Nevermind, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, all on the same day. Okay, so it's kind of unbelievable the impact that all those records had. Like it was, it was, it really was the dawn of a new era in the 90s where all these classic albums were coming out. And I, I will remember 
Um, because as you know, I have an older sister and when, when those albums were coming out, she was a little bit older. So she had all those albums on CD. And I remember she had a CD player and I would sneak into her room to like put on Pearl Jam and listen to 10 or, uh, or listen yeah. to the black album or something. Right. So it's just so incredible that within this 60 day period, it's almost like it was meant to be that it was fate that all these albums came out and really defined alt rock music for the nineties, but really continue to define alt rock music today all 30 years later all those albums metallica putting out a black album reissue this friday 30 years later those albums are still like the pinnacle of of rock music yeah man like the influence from those from those you know eight weeks of release has gone on for 30 years 30 like like is there anybody in that group that isn't in the rock and roll hall of fame Nope. Is there anybody in that group that hasn't sold, you know, over 50 million records? Is there any, like, it really set the tone and the threshold of what was to come for the 90s. And then well into the 2000s and even now with the reissues of things, like, who knew? Who would have known, you know, like, on the, the third month, like, wow, what just came out over the last two months yeah. is going gonna, is gonna to shape everything. Rock radio uh tv and movies all, all uh, those albums still everything. on rock radio daily everything it changed yeah. everything it it was the soundtrack for gen x it was it, it's everything those those 60 days those records without them we probably wouldn't be having this podcast. I know. you know what i mean like it, it, it's that influential and there's that many high profile artists that you know, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. Man. I know I wouldn't be like without those yeah. records, without those bands, like, and without a lot of those bands, first records, there wouldn't be second records. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like without bad motor finger, there wouldn't be super unknown and there wouldn't be, you know what I mean? There's just so many things that, right. you know, it's amazing. Like that's, that's yeah. crazy. There should be, there should be like a movie made about all that shit and everything, yeah. you know, like, well, you know, uh, like the Smashing Pumpkins, Gish came out in 1991 too, not within the same period as, the, as that, but like the, the another great record. And I, I would think maybe if there was any other period in rock that would be comparable to that would maybe, maybe be the late 60s, uh, like 68 and 69, uh, where you had the Beatles putting out the White Album and you had the band Got putting the out band. Big Pink yeah, and you had sure. Bob Dylan Rush. putting out and, uh, you know, the Stones putting out Let It Bleed yeah. and all those records. Yeah. I would say that's like comparable to being like a, a time when rock really yeah. started to take shape or maybe some early seventies stuff when you had, you know, Pink Floyd and Zeppelin yeah. and Sabbath all, mean, yeah, all yeah. firing on all cylinders. That might be a comparable time, but otherwise, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time. Like you're saying like 30 years later, it's still on rock radio. They're still in movies. There's like, you can't turn on rock radio without hearing yeah. enter Sandman or smells like teen Jeremy. Spirits. <laughs> or Jeremy or alive yeah. or something. Right. It's just, it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely incredible that, uh, that these 60 days that this in this period that so much creativity was was unleashed upon the world and is still uh is still reverberating to this very day so i just find that really exciting and i i found it cool that uh, they were doing something on itunes to commemorate all that because i didn't even realize that and i've seen it in some other places as well people have been mentioning the anniversaries and that that 60 day period was such a huge uh, revolutionary time in rock but it's it's just uh, it's something cool i just thought it'd be worth mentioning on the show um and uh and uh, you know still listening to those records all the time what we okay here's the question though out of, out of those records the ones that we mentioned which one is your favorite which one is really the one that you uh, 
you connect with the most? Mine's got to be 10 by Pearl Jam. I was going to say the same. 10 by Pearl Jam and then Blood Sugar Sex Magic would probably be the second. Yeah. And then uh, Nirvana, never mind. Yeah. Probably. I was pretty big on the Use Your Illusion albums too. Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, I wasn't into as much as um, no. as uh, as Super Unknown. Right? Yeah, Super, to me, unknown Super, to me, unknown. Me, Super Unknown to me is one of the best riff rock records ever made. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's it's on another level. Like I, everything about that record. If you're a guitar player and you're into rock, like hard rock, that record is you know it's it's a masterpiece. So oh yeah, yeah, it definitely wouldn't been it wouldn't have been uh, Bad Motor finger for me yet like even though i love that record now uh but je- definitely if i am you know if it's 1991 and i'm jumping around my bedroom it's definitely to i had a i had a special release i think it was like the european release of 10 and the only extra thing on it was uh, a version of dirty frank yeah i think my sister had that version too the european yeah, yeah, yeah. version so, of the album yeah yeah so it had like a i think it had a, a live live and then it yeah. had dirty frank on there too which is a cool funky it actually sounds like pearl jam trying to be the red hot chili peppers which yeah. is hilarious yeah but uh yeah so i'm definitely jumping around in my bedroom to a live and uh and uh jeremy and all that stuff so like yeah whenever yeah that's my that's my go-to in those 60 days yeah for sure when i was uh when i was a kid it might have like not been 91 it probably was like 92 93 but i had like a little uh like cheap casio keyboard and I had some neighbors, uh, neighbor kids who lived across the street and we would play together and I would, uh, they would come over and we'd sit on my porch and we would do an air band to Jeremy. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. like, I'd be like, Jeremy, okay. <laughs> so as you can see, Dave, we were, I was always destined to play in a, in a band because I was recruiting my neighbors to like come over and uh, do uh, air bands to Jeremy all the time with me. I have a, I have a similar Casio, Casio keyboard when I was younger, probably, probably around that time. Uh, I had a Casio and a buddy from across the street would come over and we would, cause you could record songs on the Casio, like whatever you would play. Yeah. And I remember doing like a playback and like trying to write lyrics and like my mom coming in the door, like, Oh, it sounds good boys. You know, yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was destiny, Dave. That, that was what set you on your path to musical greatness all these years, okay. years later. One broken Casio at a time. Yeah. We're still breaking Casios to this day. That man, fuck Casios. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, sixty days uh, that changed rock and roll. So it's pretty cool. Lots of uh, classic albums. So let us know what you thought of uh, of the topics that we talked about on this week's Rock Squad podcast. Let us know what your favorite album is out of the ones that were released during this revolutionary time in rock and roll back in nineteen ninety one. Uh, but that is it for the Rock Squad podcast. Before we go, we're going to do our tracks of the week. Dave, my choices for this week uh, is a singer from Toronto named Sate. Uh, who I used to uh, play on the indie show when I was working on uh, on Y108. Uh, She has a brand new song out called Howler. If you love awesome, just sweaty, gritty rock and roll, she has great songs. The song's called Howler. You can check that out everywhere right now. Uh, Also going to pick the uh, the new Dom Broco song, Uber, which came out last week. Pretty fucking heavy song. I've been blowing my ears out to it in my car all week long. The thing about Dom Broco, like Dom Broco is my rage band. (laughs) you know what i mean when i'm like in a really pissed off mood and i just want to fucking rock like nothing else i put on john when you want a body slam slam. you know what i mean when you're like they're they're my rage band i love them so much anyways those are my tracks of the week awesome yeah my tracks of the week are i'm staying a canadian for one i've been listening to a lot of one of my favorite canadian bands 
uh, Danko Jones. I'm nice. going to suggest Lover Call by Danko Jones. Uh, I love that song. I love that record. I love Born a Lion. I think it's one of their best records. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, you know, the production on that record, uh, the bass tone at the beginning of that song. <laughs> yeah, the song fucking rips. They rip. Yeah. They, have a, they have a great new record out right now. Yeah, it's there's a rock album review up on the channel. Power Trio, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's yeah. Danko, of course. It's going to be good. Danko. It rocks. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one. And then the other day I was driving to work. It was beautiful. I had the windows down and the summer vibes. And the song Inside Out by Eve Six came on. And I haven't heard nice. that song in forever. And I like Eve Six. They're one of those, those bands that you wouldn't expect me to like that I really liked. And that first record uh, with uh, Inside Out and Leech and all that stuff on it. Open Road fantastic. Song is a good one. Open Road Song. There's, ton there's tons of good songs on that record. So, oh, great record. Yeah, Dan Danko Jones, Lover Call. Eve six inside out. Uh yeah, man. Songs songs from the past that I love that everyone should check out. So go get it. The lover call, baby. If you wanna do another good song on that uh record, uh play the blues. If you but, wanna uh, know how to play the blues, get yourself a woman. Yeah. Danko's great. Just like one of the best, just fucking rock bands. I keep saying the F word. We're probably gonna get banned from YouTube, but just one of the best rock bands out there. You know, if you really just want great rock and roll music, true, true, uh, honest, uh, true, honest rock and roll, like true to the heart, just to the core rock and roll. Danko Jones. You know, like I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan. And oh, Danko yeah. has always filled in my, my Canadian void of having like a Thin Lizzy type band. I yeah. think they uh, they take the reins for me anyways. They're just a great band. Love them. I think they're they're doing a bunch of shows too in Canada. So if you're listening to us and you're in Canada, uh, they're hitting the clubs, I think, uh, before they head over to Europe uh, mm -hmm. in the new year. Uh, I can't remember who's playing with them. I believe maybe the Anti-Queens are opening. Oh, yeah. I could be I wrong. Love the Anti-Queens. Yeah, the Anti Queens. I think they're opening for the for the bunch of club dates. But check them out. Buy tickets. Go check out all that stuff. Right on. Those are our tracks of the week, and that is it for the Rock Squad podcast. Um, you can follow me at the Walking Nick on Twitter and Instagram. Where can the folks follow you, Dave? You can follow me Instagram, Facebook, Red Coast Records. Also, right now, Fools Union, our band, is on TikTok. We're ticking and talking all day long. You're loving that. I've seen. I've seen all the stuff you've been doing. You've been. Uh, you've been really enjoying those different filters on TikTok. I've been playing with everything, man. It's a, it's a new concept for us. Uh, our followers are are on the way up. Our pl plays are our views and, and whatever are on the way up. Everything's on the up and up. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been trying. You know, we're, we we got a record or a single coming out. So we've been pushing a lot of the social media. But yeah, so. Yeah. You can follow us on on uh, TikTok for Fools Union at uh, foolsunion.com for music and merchandise and find out what we're up to. If you want to contact the band, that's where you're going to do it. Also, anywhere you get music, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream, our band is Fools Union. Uh, enjoy. Click like, subscribe to this video. Are we done? Is that Are we that's done it. another episode? Yeah, that's it. Check, it out, uh, check us out right now on the, on the YouTube channel. There's rock album reviews. Uh, rock albums ranked uh, lots of lots of different stuff different episodes of the podcast so you can check us out there but until next time we'll see you guys on another edition of the rock squad podcast in the meantime rock on dave rock on nick